Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 419. In today's podcast, I have brought back one of my favorites, Coach Dietz. And in today's interview, we are sharing with you how when you change your story, you will change your life. Welcome to today's podcast. I have brought back Robert Diaz. And before we get going, this is Coach Dietz. He was actually my first coach ever before I got into this industry. But Dietz, welcome back. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. For those that are new to you, please give a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in the great state of New Jersey. I live on the Jersey Shore. I actually, this house that I'm in now, I've been here about five, six years now, and I'm on the water, so it's a whole different, uh, whole different vibe here on the water. But love it uh, in the Jersey Shore of New Jersey, and I'm a coach, just like you, Heather. Well, yeah, I mean, I know. And that's what I mean. We've already been chatting for a while and and I love connecting with like-minded people. We get to share different perspectives and ideas and stories and experiences, Mm -hmm. but something you shared with me that I really want to deep dive because I'm so passionate about this is that we are the writer. how, How did you say it? We are the writer, director, and star of our movie. So what does that mean? Well, it's, it's great to put some sort of perspective on someone's life and it kind of wakes them up because, you know, when we go to the movies, right, there's, there's somebody that we follow in the movie and we're rooting for that person. We're always rooting for that person. Well, so I thought, let me put a spin on this. And we're all starting in a mo- starring in a movie. And that movie began with your first breath and it ends with your last breath. And like you said, we're the writer of this movie. We're the director. We are the star of this movie. So, you get to write whatever you want. How would you like your movie to go? Write it. And yes, there's going to be times where maybe things won't go quite like you had anticipated. So that's the part of the movie. We get to cut. We get to drop that on the floor and rewrite a new script for that part. Let's try that and let's move on. So it's just, just a great analogy and a perspective that we can put on our lives. And people get that, you know, a little, little change in, uh, in how we address it to people and they, and they seem to get it. I think what it means to me though, to, to have the realization, wait a minute, I'm writing, I'm, I choose my destiny. I'm creating this relationship or, or this financial situation. I'm creating all of that. And mm. I, I don't feel that a lot of people understand and realize that they are literally creating their reality. And if they're in a spot that they don't like, they have the power to change it. Absolutely, absolutely. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. 
I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. There's a part in in my coaching with people where I'll ask them a few questions. And every single one, and I'm coaching people all around the world. And I've been doing coaching for 10 years. That's a lot of people, a lot of coaching hours. And I'll always, and everybody answers these questions the exact same way. I've never had one person say it differently. So I'll start by saying, do you believe that where you are today, as you sit today, do you believe that it is a direct result of not only the actions that you did take, but also the actions that you did not take? Because not taking action is an action all in itself. And they always, they, they all go, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, great. That's right. Everybody says that. Then I say, those actions were the inactivity. At the time of taking action or deciding not to take action, do you believe that the quality of those actions is a direct result of how you are feeling in those given moments? Everybody says yes. They say, yeah. I said, okay. Those feelings, do you believe that those feelings are a direct result of how you're thinking in that moment, and they all say yes. So then I can hold that on, I write that down because they all said it and I said, okay, so everything begins with the quality of our thinking. How are you thinking? And then we go into the mental work about being aware of it, just becoming aware of how we're thinking. So to go back to the movie, you know, you're going throughout your day, you're going throughout your movie, if at any time throughout the movie, you suddenly feel what I would describe as a low level of consciousness. That's a feeling that doesn't feel good. And there's a litany of them. There's starting with fear, which is our lowest level of consciousness and anger and jealousy and anxiety and stress and overwhelm, all that. As soon as you feel that, because there's no denying that feeling. As soon as you feel it, stop the film. Just stop the film for a second. Take a breath, acknowledge what you're feeling. Don't ignore it. Because the old saying, what you resist will persist. So acknowledge it. And that's the catch on and replace, which you and I share. So that's catching it. We want to catch this. We don't want to ignore this. Just catch it. Then once you catch it, this is where this, and this is a big part. Take ownership of it. Because you already agreed with me that it's your thoughts that create these feelings. So if you don't like these feelings, who's creating it? You are. So own it. And just say to yourself, I'm feeling what I'm feeling because of how I'm thinking right now. And then once you do that, then we have to, this is really where the rep comes in. Uh, Because I consider myself a a psychological equivalent of a personal trainer in a gym. I'm working this muscle, which is the most important muscle. So the hardest thing in the catch on and replace is to try to replace it. So when I get the pushback, it's usually, oh, so what am I supposed to be happy about this? And I could easily say, well, it is a choice. What do you want? Do you want to feel better? Do you not want to feel better? So replace it with a thought. Even if it's not resonating right now, what you're doing is you're doing a repetition 
creating those new neural connections that we have to strengthen by giving it attention, right? Incantations, affirmations, meditation, gratitude, all this kind of stuff is what strengthens this because all the negative feelings that show up in our lives routinely for some people, you did a lot of practice doing that. And that neural connection is really strong. So we don't want to feed that anymore because anything that you don't give attention to will die off. So we want to give attention to the stuff that makes us feel good. So we want to replace the thought process. And it does take practice. It's not going to happen overnight. But um, so, yeah, that, I love the catch on replace. It works for me. I do it all the time still. So I'm going to touch on two things. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one something you were describing. So that way, if listeners are like, wait, that sounds familiar. So something I teach often is what I call the thought cycle. Mm. And so, but I like to reverse engineer. And so if you're currently looking at the results in life, your health, finances, relationships, career, it doesn't matter the area. If you're looking at your results and you're not satisfied, if you back it up and realize the actions or inactions you were taking, Mm-hmm. But before those were the emotions and feelings leading in before that thought. So just, I, I, I want to tie that in what you were saying. It's like, whoa, yeah, we're saying the same thing as slightly different, but that's what I call the thought cycle, but you're right to catch on and replace. So here's my question yeah. because we're, we're so versed in this and we're teaching it and I've been teaching it for years, but deeds, I'll be honest. I go down what I call the rabbit hole at times. There are times when, oh, you know, fuck fear, but fear creeps in or self-doubt creeps in or, or one of those not enough, a limiting belief creeps in. Sometimes I can catch and replace. And, and my whole thing is I, I have it right here on my computer, but I also have a shirt that says, nope, not today. But in Love those that. moments, in those days, when you spiral down that rabbit hole and you get sucked into it, what do you advise for that? Well, we're human. So just because we've, and I consider I've mastered this, I've been doing it for years, I've mastered it, but it doesn't mean I'm never going to get angry or, or, or upset or something or nervous, but it, it's all fear. All of these are, I mean, uh, jealousy, anger, stress, it's all fear-based and fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. So you're envisioning something that hasn't happened yet. It's make-believe but you're treating it like it's going to happen or it is happening. So, um, so it, it, again, it, it comes right back to the thinking. Um, and if, if you just do the work, because again, we're humans, I'm going to have these feelings no matter what, they're never going to go away, no matter how you master them, you're just going to learn how to deal with them differently, which is changing your, that changes your life. You won't, fall down the rabbit hole at least you get in the rabbit hole you bounce right back out and you move on i'll share a real world example what this happened to me i think this was about two weeks ago and i did it was an afternoon and i kind of was like just feeling self-doubt and questioning a lot of different things and i went down that rabbit hole a little bit and then that evening when i was laying in bed because i'm a writer and i love pen to paper and Mm. so i just kind of did a journal exercise and i was more or less writing the thoughts out because it's a byron katie thing um i don't know her work that well but it's just looking at the thought i was having and then you ask is this true yeah who would you be without your story what a great book by byron katie okay you have you ever heard that book no who would you be without your story? We all have a story, no matter what. You're, you're, no matter what's going on, we have a story. And if it's a story that you're telling yourself that is just not serving you, then that's what she does. She does what's called the work. 
And she says, okay, tell me your story. So they tell the story and she says, okay, let's put that story over here now. And now, and that's where the whole, who can you be without that story? How can we change this story? Which is a little catch on and replace kind of a thing. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a story. We tell ourselves many, many stories. Well, and I waited hours, but then I, I, I was just like, I need, a, I need to get this out. So I actually texted my mom what was I was thinking and feeling. And you know what? The, we need these people in our lives, whether it's a coach or a partner or whoever, but her response, she did not feed into it. Her response mm. was, you fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's all sure. mom said. And I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> I got a question for you. Yeah, so yeah. here's your podcast, which is awesome. And you've been doing it since, what, 2017, you said? Yeah. What about before you did your first one? What kind of thoughts were going through your mind? Well, we sort of touched on that earlier. Number one, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And number two, I mean, I used to literally write out a script and then more or less read it. It was so bad, but I just got started. But what were the feelings that you were feeling leading up to it? Um, I mean, probably a little anxious or not know what I'm doing or that beginner, the unknown. Right. And that's fear, right? That's just yeah. fear in another way. So it's false evidence appearing real. And now yeah. you go, now you're doing, look at you, you're like a seasoned veteran now, right? Now you look back at that and you go, what the hell, what was I worried about? What, what, what was all that about? Right. Story. Yeah. I love that. Same thing. We, so even though we've got this mastered Heather, it still shows up and that's okay. That's okay. Don't ignore it. Embrace it and work with it. It'll so all what, turn out okay. What I want to offer listeners, since we're talking about this whole idea that we're the writer, director, and star of our movie, which I 100% agree because we are the creator of our reality. Mm -hmm. How do we rewrite the script? If we, if we just wake up this moment right here, right now, listening to this or watching this and go, whoa, wait a minute. All right. The financial situation I'm in, this is all bullshit and it's been fear-based and lack scarcity and I want an abundance life or, you know, maybe you're single and lonely. I want that committed, fulfilling relationship. How do you rewrite the script to change your reality? Well, what I like to do in a situation like that, I'll, give me that vision. What does that look like? What do you want? Right. That's always a great coaching question. What do you want? Hold on. Sorry. Before you go down that route, I have to tell you, do you know how many people, when I ask that people don't even know what they want? Yes. Deeds, well, that's what? Yeah, I, I, I get. <laughs> I, I have a client right now that I'm working with, and and I, you know, I said, hey, let's tap into your inner child because the inner child doesn't care what anybody thinks, right? That's why it's great to observe little babies, right? That's that's when we are our most powerful because we didn't give a shit about what anybody thought. We didn't care. We didn't know about our limitations. If you could tap into your inner child and live like that, the world's your oyster. So you just go for it. But but yeah, it's, it blows me away, too, that uh, that people don't have a vision. But in order to get on the road, we need to know we need to have a target. If we're shooting, we can't just be shooting it to the sky. We got to have a target that we're shooting at. So we start to go into that. And let's just just let it go, you know, because they're going to give a little pushback, possibly because maybe they don't quite see it or believe it. And I just said, let's just have some fun. It's, we're two kids sitting in a sandbox. Let's just dream up some stuff. Because if you ask a two-year-old, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're going to come up with the most crazy outlandish stuff. And it's beautiful. It's wonderful. We have that inside of us. But because of all the conditioning that we've received throughout life, 
I always call it, it's like blankets that are put on top of that inner child over and over and over. And depending on the levels of conditioning that everybody gets, and it's all varied. Um, it's some people have a harder time getting out of that. And some people may have an easier time. Um, but yeah, it's uh, tap into the inner child and have a vision, create that vision. Now, once we create the vision and we know where we're going, now we can back into where we need to begin to get that going. Uh, another thing also, Heather, when once we get that vision, a great question uh, to follow up is why is this vision? Why, why this, what you want here? Why is that so important to you? Because that, that gets to the soul. You know, when they really get into why, you know, well, it'll it'll change me and my family's life. What will it do for your family? What will it do for your your legacy? So you start taking them deeper and deeper. And once it hits the target of their soul, then they get lit up. And once they're lit up, they got the vision and they're lit up. Now we say, okay, well, what's the first thing? If you had to pick one thing that you had to do to get you on the road to get that get that dream into a project state, what's the first thing you got to do? could be a phone call. It could be uh, read a book. It could be Google something. And then once you start, you're on the road, you're, you're moving, you're heading toward it. Yeah. Well, and I think for some people, if this is maybe new to them, what came to mind was this is where people create vision boards, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to create a vision board or Dr. Joe Dispenza is big into the mind movie, because then it's more real and you're, you're seeing you know, you can have affirmations and music and these videos and pictures coming in. But I think here's what I realized now where I'm at today versus when I started vision boarding, you know, when the secret came out in 06. I think what people do is they cut out pictures or have ideas and like, well, that would be nice or someday or one day. So can we talk about the difference of putting these things in the future and like, that would be nice, or I hope, or I wish for versus having this vision lining up with it and knowing you can, you already are it. Mm-hmm. Total difference. Total difference. You know, um, something that I've been sharing lately is, um, you know, our being every moment of every day of, of our waking day, you're being somebody. You know, like right now you're being a podcast host. I'm being a podcast guest and we're sharing beautiful information that hopefully your listeners are going to pick up on and change their life or at least alter it uh, a little bit better. So um, we, you know, we, we're, we're always being. So you just want to question a, a great saying, if I can just jump around here, unfortunately, the best of the best are always in a state of self-inquiry always so you're you know they're always inquiring okay is this working for me right now how how am i being right now how am i feeling right now is this serving me will this move me forward always in a state of self-inquiry so it's about being if i want something if i want to achieve something i have to be somebody so if a client says to me um you know, I, I want my company to do millions of dollars and, uh, you know, I want to uh, I want to take care of my people. OK, well, give me an example of somebody that's already doing that. And they might say a name like Elon Musk or whatever. And I go, OK, now describe Elon Musk for me. And they'll start to describe who they want to be. You may not realize it yet, 
but they, and I have them write that down. You know, they, they don't take no for an answer. You know, uh, they're diligent. Uh, they, they uh, you know, and so on and so forth. All these great qualities that all leaders have. And then, so now we have the template of who they need to be to get to what they need to, to achieve or what they want to achieve. So it's about being, and that's something I've been really hammering home uh, with, with uh, the folks that I've been working with. So question for you, because I know this is sort of a Tony Robbins thing, which is that's how we originally got connected was through Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Tony teaches state story strategy. And so I guess my question for you is, I have realized the importance of my state. And what I mean by that is my emotional level, my, my literal physical energy. So as an example, before I get on a call with a coaching client, I listen to high vibe music. I'm getting myself in this good, energetic, high vibe state so I can bring my best. Yeah. Where I feel like mainstream pushes strategy, action, you got to go after it. And I just believe there's, I know that my energy is so much more important than that that action well it being the first step is what i'm saying yeah um state it, i believe everything begins in state and as I'm, i told you earlier i start my day with gratitude so i'm already getting myself in state whether i realize it or not i'm doing i'm doing something that's that's lighting me up then i go to the gym so now i got my blood pumping i got my energy going i come home i take a shower i feel absolutely fantastic i'm ready to jump on a call with any i'll coach anybody anytime when you're in that kind of a state so yes i do believe it starts with state no question and that's something that you don't have to know the neuroscience behind it you know it's just it's kind of really simple really when you think about it. you know you want to feel good i have the ocean right over here if i walk to the ocean I, I just look at it. And I just feel, wow. Or the woods. I like hiking. I know you like to do that kind of stuff. Go out and play around a golf. You're going to feel good unless you play like shit. And then maybe it's a different story, but you can still have a lot of fun on the golf course. <laughs> do you know what my trick for golf is? I literally, I don't keep score. And partly is like, well, should I? Cause I, I want to see if I, I'm getting better or, but honestly, I don't, I don't give two shits. Because I swing and I have fun. If I shank right. it, I don't care. I swing yeah. again. So for me, <laughs> golf is about the power of presence. And I love observing others because I get to hear self-talk and limiting beliefs and people beating themselves up. And I'm like, damn, right. if you were just present and you yeah. didn't worry about that last swing, this one would be better. But anyway, so what you were sharing, I can see myself how I used to be in corporate, going through life's motions, waking up, hitting snooze taking on my day, living life in autopilot versus similar yeah. to you, what I do now. I'm very mindful and intentional. I wake up and do a meditation. Mm -hmm. I go to the gym. I get my movement. I fill up my own cup and then I'm ready to take on the day. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that have, oh my gosh, I'm doing the autopilot thing, hitting snooze every day is the same groundhog day. What would you offer to them to shift into this mindful, intentional and having gratitude? Well, I'll, first, I'll remind them that, OK, because usually if I'm working with somebody or somebody asks to speak with me and I do a discovery session, they're already giving me the indication that they want some sort of change to what level. I don't know until we get into it, but they definitely want some level of change. So what I'll remind them of right in the very beginning is, OK, 
something's got to change in your life. It doesn't have to be monumental, but we can start somewhere. But something has to change to get us off this road that you've been on. You're on a road right now. You're traveling down this road. And if you don't like the way it looks on this road and you want a different scenery, something's got to change. So a lot of times I like to offer just small things uh, like gratitude. What does it take? I, I described your, my gratitude, right? In the morning, 60 seconds. At night, 60 seconds. Two minutes out of my 24 hours in a day, I spent in gratitude that lifted me like nothing else can lift me. You know, little things like that. Enjoy the small things. That's why I always love to use children as an analogy. Observe children. When I say children, I'm talking about before their ego kicks in before they know their limitations, which is usually about two and under. Just watch them when they're together. Put a bunch of kid, little kids together. It's nothing but love and exploration and joy. There is nothing negative in there until they get hungry. But other than that, there's nothing but love and joy. We have that in us. Tap into that. Observe that. I remember one time being at the airport. I was flying by myself and I'm coming home and they, they're, they're lining us up in the group. So I get in my group and there was a line right next to me and there was a young couple with a baby. And the father had one of these, I wish they had them when I was, my kids were small, those, those things where they just drop the kid in there and he's just kind of hanging out. So the kid's hanging out in the front and he's looking forward too, just like his dad's looking forward. And the kid, he's like a kid in a candy store, no pun intended. And he's just looking around. There was so much to see. And I'm, and I'm just looking at him because he was beautiful. And I'm watching him. And as he's gazing around, I noticed he locked in on something. I didn't know what, but as soon as he locked in on it, he's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. He never once thought, eh, I'm never going to get out of here. But he kept moving, 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 moving. Finally, his dad took him out and put him on the ground. And as soon as he got on the ground, that kid made a beeline. It ended up being a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper, orange. That's what caught his eye. He wanted it, though. Not once in his mind was there any limitations. There's not once did the kid say, I'll never be able to get that, or that's not mine, I can't get that. Not once has not learned his limitations. That is available to us because only we've been trained of our limitations. Brainwash is another way to say it, and that's through all the conditioning that we've received in our life. But anything that is learned can be unlearned. We're not a fixed identity. We could change. You want to change? Change. Well, you really highlighted it there. It is our stories. And if we realize, oh, this thought, it's just a thought. And this is just a story. That's why <laughs> this is interesting timing. But I had a call with this guy this morning that reached out from LinkedIn, wanted to do networking. He has a podcast show, blah, blah. And he's like, well, tell me your story. And I literally, being Heather, I was like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't really want to talk about who I was or my past. Cause that's, you know, people get so hung up in their story. I was like, I'll tell you what I'm doing today and where I'm going mm. now, mm-hmm. but that's most people do just want to. And sometimes I'm a little blunt and I, I cut people off. I'm like, I don't want to hear your sob story anymore. Yeah. But I think what happens is people don't even realize that. And so do you have a piece of advice besides that catch on and replace mm-hmm. a piece of advice when somebody realizes, Oh, I do keep telling that limiting negative story. How do I shift into telling what I actually want? 
This is when coaching calls can get really fun because I would just challenge them. Tell me the complete opposite of that story. Just tell me, let's just for five, 10 minutes, just tell me the complete opposite of that story. No matter how it feels as you're saying it, just tell me the complete opposite. And they, they start, they feel kind of funny because they're not feeling it. But I just allow them to say it. And then after they've said it, I, I just reminded that, you know, that's available to you. You know, I, 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 I like to kid around with my clients and I tell them, you know what? I'm the best fucking coach in the world. And I go, and I don't say that to be braggadocious. You as my client, first of all, should accept nothing less than that from me. I go, and secondly, that space of the best fucking coach in the world is available to me. I'm taking it. Why not? It's all up here. Man. But that's a seed you planted. It's a thought you think. You back it with emotions. You're taking those right actions, and you are showing up as the best fucking coach out there. Yeah. Just show up. You know, have yeah. some fun. Make it lighthearted. You know, we, 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 you know, yeah, especially lately, last couple of years, life can be a little heavy if, if you want to perceive it that way. But I remember I did a vlog, I think it was March of 2020 when the pandemic first was coming on us and we didn't know what the hell was going on. And all of a sudden we were stuck in our homes and I was, you know, I was here for a month and I remember I started to say, this, there's a gift here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a gift. There's a gift in everything. First of all, if you, if you look for it, if you don't look for it, you'll never find it. But if you look for it, you'll see the gift. And I thought there is a gift here. There are people that are going to go down the rabbit hole over this whole COVID pandemic, blah, blah, blah. There are also going to be people that are going to thrive. I'm choosing to thrive. And I shared that with my clients. And there's a lot of people that thrive during this time. They took advantage of this time. So it's all perspective, you know, just make it up and give it a go. You know, I got a Miles Davis shirt on, right? Miles Davis had one of the best quotes ever. And, he, and he, he, it was about music, but you can apply it to life. And that is, there are no mistakes. There's no mistakes. You know, the word mistake, the word failure, that's a human construct. Some asshole made up those words many, many years ago, and they're just horrible words. Because anytime you decide to do something or have, have, have a goal to do something and it doesn't happen, that is not a failure. That is not a mistake. It's a learning opportunity. So it's an education situation is what it is. Use it. Be observant. Ask yourself good questions. And then change the script. Get back to the movie. Re rewrite the movie. Or rewrite that portion of the movie and go forward. And when I started to understand, or at least in my mind, I started to embrace that there are no mistakes. It was like 10 sandbags just fell off my shoulders and I suddenly felt lighter because only your ego gives a shit about mistakes and failures. The and judging and comparing and all that bullshit. So yeah. I have to say, I'm a big acronym girl. This is how I just learn and, and relate to things. And I also, I despise the word failure because I don't believe in mm -hmm. anything being a failure. But when I, when I saw this acronym for the word fail, first attempt in learning. And I was like, oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So when yeah. I started podcasting and it, and it felt difficult, and this was just my first or a relationship. That's a better one, right? Mm -hmm. There are no failed relationships. Those were 
first attempts and learning. Yeah. 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 Right. Just take the old glasses off, put some new glasses on and have a different perspective on life and enjoy it. You know? Yeah. There, my, my, my friend, Chris Doris asked me one time, he says, do you know what the odds of you are? And I, I didn't know what he was getting at. He goes, what, do you know the odds of you, Dietz, Robert Diaz, being born? Not the odds of a baby being born, because babies are being born right now. Every minute, babies are being born. But what are the odds of you being born? And I didn't know. And there's actually a gentleman, I'm forgetting his name, but he did well, he does these odds of all different things happening. Well, the odds of you, Heather Hakes, being born when you were born to the parents you were born to is 400 trillion to one. Now, I don't know how many zeros are on 400 trillion. It's a lot of zeros. But the bottom line is you hit the lottery. You hit the lottery. I look at my life. My father was born in Puerto Rico. My mother was born in New York. My father's parents got divorced. And because they got divorced, my grandmother decided to take my father, his brother, and his sister and move to New York City. He meets my mother. They fall in love. Their first child is me. Now, what happened? What if my grandparents didn't get divorced? This would not be happening because I wouldn't be here. So when you think about that, the odds of you making it and being born and having this gift of life. And as far as I know, we only got one shot. I haven't, no one's come back to life to tell me, hey, you got another shot after this. So coast on this one and, and rebuild on the next one. I, I've never heard that. All I know is I got this shot and I'm making the best of it and I'm having a ball doing it. And, uh, you know, I got my bucket list. I'm going to be doing all kinds of crazy shit. I got to come out to Colorado, do something crazy with you out there. All right. Um, we got to figure something out. But oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just come on, you know, write, write a great script and have some fun and go out there with a big smile on your face and share that energy because it's going to come right back to you. You know, you're all of a sudden there's going to be people that are going to show up in your life that have that same thing and they're going to give you their energy. And it's just it's that's the way to live. It's the way to be. And Deets, I, I've shared, well, I hope I've shared this with you before, but I love your high vibe and your energy. And I just want people watching, listening to realize like you, I asked you before we started your billboard message, and that was to live in gratitude and service. And you do, you just, you exude high energy and helping others in this optimism. And we all have that available to us. It's available to us. We got, we're, yeah. I, I, I like to say sometimes, and I may have shared this with you, we all have multiple personalities. And I mean, no disrespect to, you know, the ailment of multiple personality disorder. That is a real thing. But I believe we have multiple personalities. I've got the shy part of me. I got a jealous part of me. I got an angry part of me. I got a loving part of me. I got a goofy part of me. And they all show up when I allow them to show up. So it's my choice who I want to show up. The guy, as I'm going through life and learning about human needs psychology and understanding the mind, I have a choice. Again, I'm the director. I'm bringing these characters forward and the characters that I'm bringing forward are filled with joy, full of exploration, full of sharing, full of love. That's who I'm bringing forward. It's my choice. And it's paying dividends and it's a lot of fun. Yes. Well, and I love it. Okay. So question for you, because I'd love to wrap up the interview, but I want to know what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get? 
I like the movie thing. I like that. If they can just embrace that and make believe you're starring in a movie, you know, and as we said earlier, it started with your first breath. It ends with your last breath. We got one shot at this life. Uh, we've only got so much QTR. That's quality time remaining. We don't know how much there is because we all got a number. So damn it, get up, be grateful. Every time you open your eyes in the morning, be grateful and then go out and just live the best day that you can possibly live, right? It's, it's a gift. That's why they call it the present. You were touching on the present moment. Yesterday's over and all the years prior, they're done. They've got nothing to do with today, you know? Um, and tomorrow is a dream. It's all, it's made up. It's make believe, you know, tomorrow and the future. So all that matters is today, live your best life and share it with people, give. I love that. Okay, so to wrap it up, I have just a couple of rapid fire questions for you. Come on. You've already dropped some bombs, but what is a quote or motto that you live by? A quote that I live by? Ooh, boy. Um, I don't know that there's one, you know, all the books that I read, I've, I've had thousands of quotes. Everybody's got a quote. So I don't know that I necessarily have a singular quote uh, that I go by. Um, I'm, I'm looking down at one right here. Fortune favors the brave. Uh, I like that one. And I, that's the one probably that's near and dear right now. So fortune favors the brave. Touche. All right. We, I think we're both on this page. We've read countless books, but what is one that you're currently reading or highly recommend? The one that I highly recommend the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Very short. I read it in a day and a half. It's a fabulous book and it challenges you to do, to make an agreement with yourself to do, to live uh, and share four different things in there. That's a great book. The Four so, Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I'll share with you. That was literally the first personal development book I read when I was 15. And I only know that wow. because my mom wrote Merry Christmas, Heather, whatever year that was, maybe that was like 2000. But that was the first book I read. And so I, uh, I think I always tend to miss one. But the four agreements are don't take anything personally, be impeccable with your word, never make assumptions and do your best. There you go. You got oh, it. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's a great it. book. That's it. Man, just live like that. Just get this book and do what it says in this book. You'll be a happy person. Live your best life. All right. right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Stop sweating the heavy stuff. Just have a smile on your face and go out there and do whatever, whatever it is that you want to do. You know, my dad passed away, uh, gosh, about six years ago. And he was a guy that I adored. I loved him. Um, he instilled qualities in me that made me move forward. But unfortunately, he didn't take his own advice. So he was a guy that, that when he was on his deathbed, he looked back at his life and I think he was, uh, he was disappointed because he didn't, he had dreams and aspirations that he didn't that he never went after. It's not that he didn't fulfill them. He didn't fulfill them, but he didn't go after them either. And he died with regret. That's my belief. We never shared that conversation, but I can see how the final years were. So that I, I learned a valuable lesson. And as I said earlier, we got, as far as I know, we got one shot at this. I'm dying with, dirt on me with holes in my pants because I, I just kicked some ass during this life. And when I'm done and I look back at my life, I said, what a fucking ride that was. That was great. Yeah, 
and I'll high five you at the end. Deets, as always, thank you so much for bringing your energy and joining me on this podcast. Thank you, Heather. Appreciate you. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.